Well, hey there, welcome to episode 69 of the Simple Home Podcast. I'm so thrilled you're here. In case we haven't met before, my name is Jenna. And in today's episode, you're going to get to go behind the scenes a little bit into a workshop I just recently did. It was a four-day workshop, and this is the recording from day one. So we're going to talk all about decluttering. We're going to kind of go deeper into that and kind of give you some momentum and talk about some hard areas and different things that I feel like you really need to know when you're getting started with decluttering, but also when you kind of hit a rut. So hopefully you love it. Um, It was a really fun workshop to do. If you hear me talking about the Facebook group that I'm doing this live workshop in, it's not open right now. So if you're listening to this in real time, you won't find that on my Facebook page, but I will be opening this workshop again in the future. It's four days. It was free, just a live training. And if you want to know about stuff like that before it happens, just make sure to join my email list because that's where I can keep you in the loop on stuff like that. So go to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources, choose your favorite resource. And once you enter your email list there, then you will be in the loop about future workshops and such. All right. So I hope you love this workshop. It's a little bit longer than episodes in the past, but that's because it was a live workshop. And so it went a little longer, but I hope you stick it out all the way through the end, because I think there's little nuggets that you can pull no matter where you are in your journey to declutter. I hope you love it. What does it mean to live differently? Hi, I'm Jenna. Welcome to the Simple Home Podcast. The real reason behind this podcast is to encourage you to live differently. In a society that tells us that more is better and busy is to be expected, I want to give you permission and tips and tricks to help you create a simpler home, simpler days, and cherished moments. Each week, we'll talk about decluttering, organizing, and managing a home. We'll talk about thriving in motherhood, slowing down, and cherishing the journey. Most importantly, we'll have real conversations with real moms who are choosing to live differently and finding joy in motherhood. Take the first step to simplifying your motherhood and head over to athomewithkids.com forward slash resources to find a free resource that's perfect for you in the season that you're in. And stick with me each week as we dive into these topics together. I am so excited about this workshop. So this is day one of the Simple Home Workshop, and I am so thrilled. We have so many people joining us from all over the place, so it's going to be so much fun. So let me just check. Hi, Emily. I see you there. Excellent. Um, If you can hear me, because you're the first one that I see in the chat, will you give me a little thumbs up or something like that so I know you hear me well and everything's good to go? So today we are going to talk about clutter. We're going to talk about the stuff in our homes. We are going to try to conquer some of that today um, in this first day of the workshop. Now, obviously, we won't conquer every single thing, um, but we are going to try to get you kind of clutter-free or at least on the right track by the end of this, get you some momentum going um, so that you can make some big steps by the end of this workshop. So I'm super excited to have you guys and jump into that. Now, I have gotten so many questions and just over the past week or so as I've had this open, and hopefully if you sent me a question through email, hopefully I got back to you. I tried to get back to as many people as I could. There were some that were just literally flowing in like in the last five minutes. And so 
hopefully I got back to you, but I do read every single email. So throughout this week and next week um, and moving forward, if you have questions, send them my way. I try to respond to everything that I can. No matter what, though, I read every single one personally. I don't have an assistant that does that or somebody else who does that for me. That is my job. I love to connect with you and um, just be a part of what you're doing and really cheer you on. So if you have questions, my email is a great place to put them. And if you have questions specifically about this workshop or things that we talk about in, in these live videos, post them in the group because I will be in there every single day answering your questions and trying to help you put a lot of this into action, okay? So it's so good that you guys have joined me live. I know there will be a lot of people who can't because um, the time, I tried to pick kind of a neutral time so all the different time zones would um, be able to, you know, find a good slot, but that never works out for everyone. So these videos will be recorded, so you can always jump back into this group, and if you click on the little um, toggle that says videos, this will be in there, so you can watch it as many times as you want to over the next two weeks. Now, this is just a pop-up Facebook group, so I'm just leaving it open for two weeks, so do make sure that you come in and watch the videos if you don't see them live so you don't miss out on that, okay, because I want to make sure that they're there. If you aren't able to make it live and you know you're not going to be able to, you can always post questions in the group before the video, and I will try to answer those live for you so that when you go to watch the replay, you get your question answered. But again, you can shoot me emails or you can post them in the group as we go. Okay, so we're going to talk again. Like I said, we're going to talk about clutter today. And what I really want you guys to focus on this week through these four different workshops where we're going to we're going to really talk um, kind of big picture on all these things, but I'm going to give you applicable steps. OK, and so I want you to make change this week. But what I don't want you to do is get stuck feeling like I can't make a big enough change, so I'm just not going to do anything because we all get stuck in that trap, I think, where we feel like it's kind of all or nothing. And if we can't make big enough change, we just we kind of freeze and we don't do anything. And you can make big changes by making small steps. Okay, so we are going to put some things into action that are going to have a big impact on your life, but you have to do the work and you have to do these small steps. Okay, so just be ready to really try to put this into your schedule this week, try to prioritize it. And I know your life is going to feel so much lighter by the end of it. Okay. And remember, questions are great. At the end of this workshop, I'm going to answer any questions I see in the comments. So if you have questions, make sure to post them in the comments. You can post them at the very end if you want to, if that's easier, or you can kind of post them as I talk and I'll try to scroll through and try to make sure I don't miss any. Sometimes Facebook is a little bit off and I miss some, but I, I'll try really hard to make sure I get all the questions. So feel free to ask questions and I will answer them at the end of this workshop. Okay, so welcome to day one where we're talking all about stuff and why it's holding you back and what you can do about it. So where you can start. So before we jump into where to get started, I know that's where everybody wants to go. They want to know, like, just tell me how to get rid of my stuff and tell me how to make it less of a problem. Um, I just want to say this. I want to tell you that having stuff, like getting rid of your stuff, is not going to be the thing that makes your life simpler and more peaceful. Getting rid of everything isn't going to do that. But 
I do believe it is the best place to start because our belongings cover us up. They cover up the life that we want. It's like we look all around and we're stressed about our houses. We're stressed about the paperwork. We're stressed about just all the things, right? And so those things can really start to cover us up and make it hard for us to think clearly and focus on the things we really want. So if you feel overwhelmed in your home, if you look around and you just like don't even know where to start, then you are in the right place. So I want to talk to you a little bit about why having too much stuff can be holding you back. There have been so many studies done on what the effect to our brain is with clutter. And this can be visual clutter. It can be emotional clutter. It can be digital clutter. Anytime that our brains kind of get overloaded with everything that we see or everything that we feel like we have to accomplish, all of those things make it harder for us to think and to do things in a more streamlined and focused manner. So it is really, really essential for us to kind of clear out the excess stuff. Now, there's not like an ideal number of things. I'm not going to tell you like get down to six spoons and plates and bowls and only three towels each or anything like that. There's no ideal number. It really comes down to what your clutter threshold is. When does it make you feel stressed? When does it start to overrun your life and make it hard to do the things you want to do? That's when we consider the stuff clutter. So if you are a person who loves having things on their walls, pictures of your family, artwork that you find, and that works for you, you love it, it makes you feel at home, then leave those things on your walls. But if you feel stressed when you see all that clutter in your house, you may want to streamline your walls and have them as more blank slates. So it's going to be totally up to you. And I think sometimes that's a misconception with minimalism or decluttering is people go into it thinking like, well, I have to get rid of all my stuff and I don't want to get rid of all my stuff because there's things that make me happy and you don't have to get rid of all your stuff. You don't have to live out of a backpack or a tiny house or anything like that. Okay. So as we go through this, don't feel like you have to get rid of the things that you enjoy having. But what we want to do is we want to kind of peel the onion. We want to get to the point where your stuff around you is serving you in some way. It's making you happy in some way, and it's creating the life that you want to live instead of holding you back from it. All right. So um, I want to tell you a little story really quick before we start, because I'm kind of in the mess of this right now, and I purposely... Um, started this workshop kind of right now because my family and I are doing something um, and we're having to go through a lot of stuff right now. So a couple years ago, my husband and I decided we wanted to live debt-free. We didn't want a mortgage. We didn't want payments. And we were going to do everything we could to meet that goal. And so one of the things we decided to do was sell the home that we were living in. And so we went ahead and did that, and we moved into a small mother-in-law quarters in-house. It's actually in my in-law's house. And so we have our own separate living space, but it is small. It's um, two bedrooms. It's about between 700 and 800 square feet. We have three young kids. Um, so it's it's little. And we knew that we were going to take this step. And so what we did was we decided we were going to get a storage unit because we didn't think we would live in this space for very long. We thought, well, we'll live there till we figure out our next step. 
Um, and this space is all furnished, you know, it's got all the furniture already in it. So I wanted to save some things because I didn't want to have to buy everything again. So we got a storage unit. I curated and decluttered everything we had before putting it in the storage unit. And I kept only our favorite furniture and, you know, some toys that I knew the kids loved, but we weren't going to have in our house and sporting equipment and different things that I thought, you know, these are the essentials. This is what we need to have when we move into our home. Well, two years goes by and this whole past year, I've been feeling like we are not supposed to have this storage unit anymore. There's no reason for this stuff to just be sitting in there. Um, but the thought of going through that felt really hard. And the reason it felt hard is because I already did this step and I thought that the things I kept were like the best of the best, you know, like the things that we really, really wanted and that we weren't going to want to get rid of. And so it feels hard to say that we need to go through that now and get rid of as much as we can because we don't know if we're just going to stay here. We're doing great in this small space and um, so far it's working for our family. And so we're rethinking things a little bit. And so we are kind of like right in the middle of this. And what I've realized is my husband, he's always been really good at like letting things go and being okay with that. But what I realized is he hasn't really gone through the whole process with me um, because I've always kind of done it. When we packed to move, I got rid of stuff and packed it up. I knew what was in the storage unit. And so as we're going through this storage unit, he's really having to make some tough decisions for himself as well. And so it's been kind of eye-opening and I'm going right through this with you. And so I want you to know that, that this is a process. It's gonna, it's not like overnight, you're gonna be like, okay, my house is perfect. <laughs> um, and, and you're gonna get rid of things and you're gonna think you're down to your minimum and then you're gonna relook at stuff. So I'm relooking at this storage unit that I thought had all of our favorite things in it. And I've gotten rid of over half of it without even thinking about it because that stuff has been sitting in there for two years and we have not needed it. So even though at one point I felt like this is the stuff that we love and we're going to want forever, I now know that we don't need all that stuff. And so you're going to have the same realizations as you go. You're going to declutter and then maybe six months from now, you're going to be like, oh, my closet still feels too full and I don't really wear these things. So it's going to be easier for you to get rid of them then. So it's a process and I want you to know that. And so don't worry about like going super fast. Don't worry about getting it all done in one weekend. We hear those wonderful stories about, you know, how you can declutter your whole home in one weekend. And although you can do that, the process doesn't stop there. I don't want you to feel like that's the finish line. What I want is for us to start with the decluttering and then you get to a point where your mind shifts about the stuff that you keep and you continually kind of curate and edit your life so that you have just what you love. All right, so we're going to we're going to go on from there a little bit. I just wanted you to know that that this is just a process, okay? Now, after we're done with this um, workshop today and sometime this week, I want you to listen to episodes number two and number three of the Simple Home Podcast because they're all about the benefits for both adults and kids of minimalism or owning less stuff. And I think that's a really great place to start because we need a foundation. I need you to have like a big why of why you're doing this so that when you get to the hard stuff, 
you're going to remember, okay, I'm doing this because I want more time with my family, or I'm doing this because I want to save money. I don't want to spend money on things I don't need anymore, or what? I, everybody's going to have a different why, but I want you to try to find yours. So that is going to be one of your assignments today is to and throughout the week, really, because each day you're going to learn a little bit more, just be thinking really hard about why you're taking this on. What is the purpose of living a simpler life? Because if you know your why, when you get to harder stuff and it's hard for you to let go of it, it's going to be much easier for you. Okay, so let's get that why in place this week. Just be thinking about that as we go through these lessons. Ponder it, you know, in the morning as you're sipping your coffee. Really think about what your why is. Now, if you already know your why, I want you to share it with us in the comments. So just type in one or two words telling us why you're taking why you're taking this on, why you're in the workshop, um, and what you want to get out of it. Okay, so just type us a little quick thing in there. I love to see kind of what you're thinking. Plus, it helps me to know I'm not just speaking to myself when I see those comments going um, so that I know I'm not, you know, in here talking to myself a little bit. So the process of this is not easy, like I just said, but it is achievable. Okay. So as we go through this, um, we live in this world where like more often than not, more is seen as better. And so that makes this whole job feel really big. It feels big because we've been accumulating stuff our whole lives. And we still have the mindset a little bit that, you know, when things are on sale, we go and buy them, even if we don't need them. We don't just buy one Lego set for our kids. We go on Craigslist or Facebook Marketplace and we buy a whole tub of Legos. Um, We don't buy, you know, the 24 pack of crayons. We buy the huge pack of crayons that has 24 blue colors in it. And so these things are just so ingrained in us that it takes a little while to let go of some of those things, but this is achievable. We just have to think about our consumption a little bit. And the other thing that holds a lot of people back from decluttering is the just in case. Like, I'm keeping this just in case. I used to ski, and just in case I take my family skiing in the next five years, I'm going to hold on to my skis. Or, you know, we might need an extra XYZ, so I'm holding on to it because it'd be wasteful to get rid of it. And that is one of the things that I heard a lot in those emails that came through to me. All right. And I see, Janice, I see that you said wanting to not feel stressed. And that is my whole purpose around teaching simplicity, because I meet so many moms who are so overwhelmed with their stuff that they do not get to enjoy their life. They're stressed about everything, stressed about getting the laundry done, meals on the table, getting, you know, things put away, picking up all the time, cleaning up after their kids all the time, and they never get to slow down and enjoy. And so Janice, I'm so glad you said that one because we all have felt that way. And that is my main mission behind everything I do on the podcast and in these workshops is just to help you feel lighter and less stressed. So I'm so glad you said that. All right. I went off on a tangent a little bit there, but I want to go back to like the just in case and the things that I heard in the emails. Before I jump into like the three action steps we're going to take today for decluttering, like to really get you started, I want to give some attention to some things that came up over and over and over again in my emails when I sent out the welcome email for the workshop. So I got lots of replies and the three biggest things, actually, I'm going to give you four biggest things. The first one 
that's holding people back or that they really want to get away from is they feel like they don't have enough time to get things done, both decluttering plus just taking care of their kids in their house. And so I want to address that a little bit. First, I just want to say if you're feeling that way, if you're feeling like I don't have enough time to declutter, then you need this more than ever because the less stuff you have, the less stuff you have to manage and the more time you will have. So it is going to take a time commitment in the beginning, but in the end, the end result is going to be that you're going to have an easier time organizing things and keeping things organized. You're not going to have to pick up so much stuff. You're not going to go around and have to tidy your whole house before you can even clean it. You can just wipe down your counter because it's already clear. So it takes time up front, but in the end, you get so much time back that it's going to save way more time than you're losing right now. So if you're feeling overwhelmed with time right now, then this is something that you have got to put into place right away because it just lightens everything up and gives you more freedom with your time at the end. The second thing I want to say is there's never a good time for anything. Like I remember when my husband and I first got married and, you know, we were talking about when we might have kids and we didn't really plan or anything. But when we were talking about that or we talked to our friends about it, you know, they'd always say, well, I want to have a job first or I want to be in this place first and then I'll have kids. But then they'd get there and they'd say, well, I want to make this amount of money first and then I'll have kids. And then one would say, but now he's working in the evening. So I want him to have a different schedule first and then we'll have kids. And so just like that, there's never the perfect time for anything that we do. Sometimes we just have to jump in and do it because you might be thinking, well, when my kids are a little bit older, but then guess what? They're gonna be in sports and you're gonna be even busier. And then you're gonna say, well, when they have their own cars and they're driving themselves around and then before you know it, they're gonna move out and you have now missed all of that and still haven't decluttered your house. So I want you to make the commitment to yourself that if time is an issue for you right now, that you're going to make this a priority and get this done so you get that time back now. All right. The second thing I kept hearing from people is getting their spouse on board or somebody else in their house, like their kids, is really tricky. And I want to give you two things on this um, just to kind of get us started. Now, I obviously, this is kind of a deeper conversation. And I feel like you have to really have compassion in this area, and it might take some time. You might be on board right now, and your husband or your spouse or your kids, they might not come on board for a while, and that's okay. Really, you're doing this for you. So a couple things. One is have compassion and grace with them. Don't make them do anything they don't want to do because that's just going to cause tension. The second one is start with you. Lead by example. Organize your closet. Don't worry about theirs. Declutter your closet and and talk about how that feels to you. Like, oh my gosh, I love getting dressed in the morning because I don't have to sift through all these clothes. Or I love that I don't have as much laundry to do or laundry to put away. This is so great. Talk about when you donate stuff to other people and how good that makes you feel. So lead by example. And your kids and your spouse are going to pick up on that. They're going to see how much better it is for you and start kind of at least getting interested in what you're doing. As long as you're not forcing it on them and they're kind of watching from the sidelines and you're just talking at this point, you're showing them what you're doing and just be really vocal about it. Talk about the really great benefits that you're seeing from getting rid of some of those things. Maybe you love to cook and right now you don't cook at all because your kitchen is a disaster. Your pantry's overcrowded. You've got too many pots and pans. Start decluttering that and talk to your family about it 
and show them, you know, cook a really fun meal or cook it together and be like, I was able to do this because I got rid of half my pans and now I don't feel stressed in the kitchen. What do you guys want me to make you this week? I'm so excited about this. So the more that you can talk about the benefits, the better it's going to be and the more easily it will be to get um, somebody else on board in your household. Okay. It might be hard right now, but as they see you doing it, that is where you're going to see some, you know, some benefits and you're going to see them start doing some things as well. The third thing I want to say on that is try to set some limits. So this may be harder with your spouse than it would be with say your kids, but you can set some boundaries together with your spouse and say, you know what, I'm really working on getting this area really organized. It will help me so much because X, Y, and Z. Maybe it's because I love to cook and I want to cook you more meals or I really want this little art space for the kids. So I'm working really hard on getting it already. Could we move, you know, your stuff into this room and that could be your space and you can do what you want with it. Set a boundary of maybe some space um, and that might help. You could set a boundary too with like time. Maybe maybe somebody's holding on to stuff and I got this one in an email as well holding on to stuff because it's hard to donate it if you can get some value out of it and you want to sell it. Um, I used to be in that place where it was so hard for me to get rid of things because I spent money on them and I knew I could get money out of them. And my husband is really in that place. It's really, really hard for him to donate things that he knows he can make some money on. And so we've had to set some boundaries around this as well. Like this is the one shelf we use for things that you're going to sell. And if they don't sell, you can't keep putting stuff on that shelf. You're going to have to donate some to put more stuff on. Or, you know, if it doesn't sell in this amount of time, like two weeks is usually our limit, then that stuff goes and you can you can try to sell some other stuff. Or if it's going to be less than a certain dollar amount, maybe you set that at $30 or $50. If, it's, if you can't sell it for more than that, then maybe it's not worth your time. So try setting some boundaries and limits around all of those reasons that we hold on to stuff, but also be compassionate. Your spouse might um, be more sentimental about things. It might be harder for them to get rid of stuff, or maybe they've lost a loved one and that's hard for them. Whatever it is, we all go on this journey at a different pace. So you have to give grace, but you can lead with example and set some limits with your kids. You know, I've got some hoarders as children and I just set boundaries for them. Like this is your space. If it gets too full, you can't put anything else in it. So let's get rid of some to put some more in or whatever. So boundaries are a really good way to deal with that and just get people on board and um, leading with example. I think for kids too, you've got to be the first one to do it if this is your thing. Okay. The third thing I heard in a lot of the emails was not being able to part with things, being sentimental about things, wanting to hold on to things. That is so hard. Um, And this is like, this is a huge thing all in itself. In fact, in my Simple Home um, mentorship program, we have a whole lesson just on this. Sentimental things are hard. And so that is something that's really big. And I want you to know you're not alone if you hold on to Uh, personal items and it's hard to get rid of them. We all do that to some degree and some of us struggle with it more than others. And that's okay. But what we have to do is ask ourselves, like, why is it so hard for me to get rid of this? Why am I holding on to it? 
A lot of times when I work with people, they realize that they're holding on to things that make them feel bad. Like it's a, it's a past memory that's a bad memory. And every time they see it, they feel sad, but they still can't get rid of it. Or it makes them feel guilty. They get a bad emotion from it or a negative emotion from it. And it's hard to part with it. But really what I want you to think about is if it's causing you distress when you look at it or see it, then you can get rid of that item. The other thing that we often talk about with sentimental items is just remembering that you hold the memory inside of you. It's not in your stuff. It's not in a hat that somebody gave you. It's not in your wedding dress. It's not in any of those things. Now, it's not bad to hold on to those things, but it's important to get to a place where you recognize why you're holding on to stuff and then only hold on to the stuff that makes you feel good that you truly want to have in your life. So that is kind of a a big one. You might be holding on to it for memories. You might be holding on to it because you're just plain overwhelmed and and that might be too, or, or the just in case stuff. It's just hard to part with some things because of all these emotions we feel. So I want you to identify why you hold on to things in the first place. And that's the first step into kind of making these changes. The fourth thing that came up was feeling like this clutter thing just never ends. Like you purge and then you have more clutter and then you purge and you just can't understand where it's all coming from because you feel like you declutter like crazy. I must have heard this 25 times in emails coming back to me about this workshop. So we are going to really dive deep into that in in the maintenance um, lesson, which is day four of the workshop. But what it really comes down to is our consumption habits. Um, A lot of times we go to stores and we stock up on things. We see things on sale. We just see things we like. Like, I don't know about any of you, but if I browse Target, I am in big trouble because I love Target. That is a store I honestly don't allow myself to go to unless I have something specific I have to get from there because I know myself really well. I like the way the store is laid out. I like how it feels. I love their art supplies. I love their clearance areas. (laughs) I love Target. And so I know this about myself and I have to change my consumption habits. I was in this place of purging and organizing and moving my stuff around my house and then purging again and then bringing more stuff in for years before I finally realized that it was more about my mindset than anything else. So if you are feeling like this is a never ending process, it is one, probably because you're just peeling the onion and that takes time or two, because you are struggling with the consumption piece. You're bringing, you're still bringing stuff in. You bring home the free stuff. Um, when you go to like a, you know, a fair or something and they give you the bags of goodies and it feels so good because it's free. Maybe you're bringing that stuff home, whatever it is. If you are feeling like this is never ending, it's most likely because you're still bringing a lot of stuff home. The other thing it could be is that you haven't got your systems in place very well. So when stuff does come in, you just don't know where to put it and you don't have a system for how to keep it organized. This is a big one with like school paperwork or kids artwork or our photos. If you don't have some kind of system, then it starts to pile up again because this stuff just naturally comes into our life over and over again. So that could be another reason that you're feeling like the clutter is just never ending. This process is never ending. And trust me, I have been there and we will touch more on this in the maintenance day. Okay, so do not miss 
day four. In fact, I don't want you to miss any of the days. Even if you can't make it live, make sure you watch all four days because they kind of build on each other and that's what's gonna give you the momentum after this workshop is done. All right, so what do you do with it all and where do you start? Okay, so let's talk through three things that you can do today to make a big impact in your house because when you leave here, even if it's not right away, I want you to take at least one small action, okay? And you don't have to choose all three of these. I'm gonna actually have you choose one at the end. So listen to the ones and kind of decide where you want to start. But I do want you to commit to taking action so that you can see the benefits of this, okay? I wanted to read a couple of these really quick. Okay, so talking about not knowing when or how to start, we're gonna talk about that right now. Just wanted to pop into the comments real quick and make sure I'm not missing anything. Okay, perfect. Those are some things I can address in the Q&A. I love that you guys are talking back and forth to each other. And Janice, if I just described you, <laughs> you're the same as everybody in this group. So don't feel like um, it's just you. We all feel the same way. All right. So my first action step that you could do today is low hanging fruit. So I like to call this the first look in decluttering. And this is my favorite way to make a big impact in an area because it's easy. So if you are the person who's saying, I just don't know where to start, it looks all overwhelming, I want you to choose one space, one space that you spend a lot of time in that's gonna make a huge difference for you if it's simplified. And it doesn't have to be a whole room. It could be a closet, it could be a drawer, it could be a whole room if you're really motivated and ready to go, depending on the room that it is. Like if it's a bathroom, that's generally an easier place to start because we don't usually keep a lot of um, like sentimental items in the bathroom, right? And so choose an area that's not really hard for you, but that will make a big difference because you spend a lot of time there and you're going to get rid of the low hanging fruit. This is the super easy stuff, stuff you do not have to think about, stuff that you can just like go through, grab a box really quick, go through the space with a timer as fast as you can and take out anything that you do not care about, things that are duplicates, things that are broken, food that's expired, medicine that's expired, the towel you've been holding onto since college but it's all ripped up and you never pull it out anymore, it's just in there. Anything that's super easy for you to just pull out really fast, grab yourself a box, go through and get rid of that stuff as fast as you can and take it out of your house. Do not put it by the door where you're gonna forget about it and it's gonna live there for the next month. Take it out of your house. Usually this kind of stuff can't be donated, but maybe it can be. Maybe it's good enough stuff that you could just donate it real quick or you know pass it on to somebody. But a lot of times this is the stuff that ends up just in the trash. I hate being wasteful, so this can feel really hard too. But remember, it's not doing, it's not serving any purpose in your house if you are not using it. So I sometimes people get stuck because they're like, well, I don't want to throw something away that could be used. But if you're not using it, it's just as wasteful to let it sit in your, you know, cabinet than it is to just throw it away. That expired food that you've been looking at for the last six months because you thought, well, it's too wasteful to throw it out, but now it's just getting older and older and older, right? I've been there. I've done this. I've had like dressings or something and I'm like, well, I'm going to use it. It's just a little bit expired. And then six months goes by and I'm like, okay, well, it's getting on the edge a little bit, but I'm still going to try to use it. I feel bad throwing it away. Well, I already wasted it. Like <laughs> I, it's already a sunk cost. I just need to get it out of my house. 
podcast. So the easy things, the low-hanging fruit, you're going to choose one space, go through and get rid of everything that's easy. Set a timer and just do it really fast because these are the things you don't have to think about. If you pick something up and you're like, oh, well, I'm not really sure, then that's not low-hanging fruit. Leave that there. We'll deal with that later. Okay, so that's one action step you can take today. The second one, my very favorite one, is to clear your counters off. You have no idea how amazing it feels to have nothing on your flat surfaces, whether it's your kitchen table or your dresser top or your bedside table or your kitchen counter, anywhere that's flat, I want you to choose one or all of them if you're very motivated and get them cleared off. Now, for the purpose of this, if there are things on there and you're thinking, well, where am I going to put all this stuff because I've got piles and you don't have a home for it yet and you you don't want to get rid of it yet, then make a little tub or a bucket that says homeless clutter, things you know that you do not know where to put them and just take them off your counter and put them in there. If it's something that's not supposed to live in your kitchen, but it's been living on your kitchen counter for a month. Put it in the bucket, okay? And we'll deal with those things later. But the purpose of this is to give you a little bit of momentum so that you can feel how good it feels to have less stuff crowding your space. So clearing your counters is a huge one and it makes a huge, huge difference. One of my rules of thumb on my space, now it's not the same for my kids and it's not the same for my husband, but for my spaces like next to my bed, There's nothing there. I like to have nothing visible because it's just clutter in my brain. And so my counters, I love them to be totally clear. My dresser, I love it to be totally clear. So I want you to find a space. Hopefully it's somewhere that you are often trying to use because that's what's going to like give you the biggest impact. So your kitchen counter is a great one or your kitchen table or your coffee table and just completely clear it off and feel how good that feels. Okay. The third action step, and now I know some of you have been in my uh, mentorship program before, the Simple Home Mentorship Program. This one, I make the people, I don't make them, but I have them do this exercise every single week. Everybody, all the students that go through this program, we do this every week, and it's called 10 Things That You Love About Your House. So it's super simple. You're going to get out a little piece of paper and write down 10 things that you love about your house. The reason I do this is because in order for us to be successful with simplifying our lives, we have to come from a place from of gratitude um, and contentment. Because if we don't, we are constantly going to be wanting that bigger house or the updated kitchen or the updated bathroom. And not that those things are bad, but that's not what's going to make you happy. If you keep every single thing that you have right now and just get a bigger house, you're still going to feel the same way. You can find contentment in the house that you are in and get rid of the things and start organizing and live a simpler life right where you're at. And so I feel like we really have to find this place where we are gracious and we feel good about the place that we live in because I'm sure there are so many good things. So like I said, I live in a small place. It does not make me any simpler than you. No matter what size your house is, we always want like bigger and better because that's how we've been taught like our whole lives. That's what we've been told, right? Is that like our dream house and we see all these beautiful shows on HGTV and they're making these beautiful homes, but That is not what's going to make you content. And if you're in here hoping that I'm going to tell you, you know, go out and buy your dream house and then just fill it with curated items, that is not what this workshop is about. 
I am more about finding contentment with where we are because I truly believe that if you are not content right now with where you're at, you're not going to be content just by getting something new or something bigger or something better. Okay. We can't always be looking for the next best thing. I want you to be content with where you are right now. And part of living a simpler life is learning how to be content with what we have and not needing to go out and buy the newest or best or more of something. So If the other two feel like they're a little too much or you want to dive into all three of these action steps, I really encourage you this week to write down 10 things about what whatever it is that you love about your house. For instance, in our little tiny house, we have a laundry room that's in the bathroom. So it's like laundry and bathroom all together. And I love that. In fact, if I ever build a house, I want my laundry right there because every morning I wake up and I go straight there to brush my teeth and I throw the laundry in and it makes it so easy. It's central to the rest of the house. So my kids throw their laundry in the basket right on top of the laundry machine and it just keeps everything right there. So there's a lot of things we can be thankful for in the homes that we are in, even if they're not big or (laughs) updated or whatever else. Okay, so write down 10 things that you are grateful for, and I promise you it's going to start making you feel so much better about your space. So I want you to choose one of these, number one, number two, or number three. So number one was the low-hanging fruit, number two was clearing your counters, and number three is 10 things you love about your house. I want you to choose at least one of them. If you want to do all three, awesome, more power to you. And I want you to tell us which one you've chosen in the comments so that we can cheer you on because I want to be your accountability buddy. That's why we're doing this workshop. There's lots of people in this group that can cheer you on. And even though this process is hard, it's always easier if you have somebody to be accountable to. And if you if you share out loud with what you're thinking or what you want to accomplish, it makes you do it. <laughs> so I want you to share it out loud. What are you going to do? Number one, number two, or number three, or more than one is fine as well. And I also, if you're brave enough, I want you to post a photo in our group so we can see the before and afters of your hard work. So if you're choosing clear your counters, take a picture before you do it, take a picture afterwards and tell us how it went um, because we want to cheer you on. That's why we're here this whole week. We're here together to cheer each other on and make sure that you make some progress. Okay, so choose the one that you want. Um, All right, I see low hanging fruit. I'm motivated. Um, to see this change. So that is awesome. That's such a good one, Janice. You'll see, I mean, because it's, it's kind of fun to go through and like find the easy stuff to get rid of and you feel like you've accomplished so much. And so I'm excited to hear how that goes. So make sure that you You write these down, um, one, two, or three. Even if you're not watching live, if this is a replay for you, later when you watch, make sure you put these in the comments so that we can um, keep up with what you've chosen, okay? All right, so I am ready for your questions, and um, I will answer them as best as I can. Remember, if you're watching this in the replay, you can post questions in the group, and I will try to answer those all week long. Today's lesson is on clutter, and tomorrow we're going to talk more about organization. So don't miss that lesson, especially after you do some of these first steps with the clutter piece, because I think you're going to love it. So let me check in the questions here real quick and see if I have any that came up. If not, post some on here and I will make sure to answer those. Or if you're not ready to ask questions yet, that's okay. Post them in the comments um, after the video 
or in the thread in the group and I will make sure to answer them then. So let me see here uh, where to start. Oh, Janice, I love that, that you're taking some pictures of things that, that make you feel a little sentimental, and then you'll make a digital album later, eventually, right? I, I get that completely. Um, so you can look back at it. That's a great way, a great way to, way to do it. One thing I meant to mention, and I forgot at the beginning of this, another thing that's really helpful, especially if you're not sure about getting rid of it. So whether it's sentimental or one of those just-in-case type of things, what I want you to do is think about experimental decluttering. Now, I don't know if that's really a word, but that's what I call it. And this is where you're thinking you want to get rid of some stuff right now, but you're like, what if I miss this? What if I really did want this? Or what if winter comes and I wish I had that coat? Or whatever it is, put it in a box and put it in your garage, in your attic, in your basement, under your bed, somewhere where you're not going to... Um, see it every day, okay? Put those things in a box and write the, write a date on it three months from now or six months from now or one year from now. It's totally up to you. I say six months is a great time frame, um, but it's up to you. That kind of gives you like a couple seasons to go through. If you live in a place like I do, like Colorado, we go through seasons. And so, you know, some clothes or different things really are only applicable for part of the seasons. And so, I like to do six months. So put the date six months from now, put it in your garage or wherever you're going to put it. And if you never thought about anything in that box again, or um, even opened it or even went to look for it, then after the six months is through, donate that box. You don't even have to open it and go through it because you know that at one point you were ready to get rid of it, but you just weren't sure you were going to need it. And now you're still haven't used it, so it's probably safe to just go ahead and donate it. And I can tell you, I have gotten rid of probably five-sixths of the things that we've owned um, in our lifetime, and I have never regretted one thing. I There is not one thing I look back at and think, oh man, I wish I still had that. In fact, probably three-quarters of it, I wouldn't even remember it if you showed it to me now. I probably would be like, I don't think I owned that before. Um, so we think we are really attached to it until it goes away. And then we're like, oh yeah, that's, um, not even something that I care about. And I know that from experience now with the storage unit, because honestly, you guys, that was my favorite stuff and I have had no problem getting rid of it. I haven't seen it in two years. And most of it, I'm like, why did I hold on to this? Why have we been paying to store this stuff? when it doesn't even mean anything. But sometimes we have to have those experiences and it's really, really good. Um, but the experimental decluttering is a great way to do that. All right. Okay, so let me look back over here now that I've rambled on again and see if there's any other questions. Dawn's gonna do number two. Awesome, clearing your kitchen counter. Um, yes, that will have a huge impact. If you work from your kitchen counter, um, and you don't have anything around you over the next few days because you've cleared it, it's going to feel so good. So I'm so glad you're starting there. All right, you guys. Well, I don't see any other questions in the comments here. So I'm assuming that either you guys are just like ready to go and have zero questions or, you know, I know there's a lot of people who aren't, aren't live. So hopefully we'll get some questions later as well. But I'm just so excited for you guys to try some of these things and see the impact they make. Show us those pictures in the comments or in the thread, I guess, in the group so that we can see your before and afters. And just go 
be bold, okay? Get rid of stuff that you didn't think you could. Really discover what your why is. Find contentment in the house that you are in right now in this season and just go for it. Some of us, you know, our seasons right now look so different. Whether you have kids or not, everything has changed. You might be working from home now where before you went to an office or maybe your spouse is working from home or your kids are homeschooling you know, doing virtual learning or you're homeschooling. There's so many things that are different right now. And finding those little areas in your home is tricky. But as you start to clear some of those areas out, get rid of some of the excess clutter, you're going to find that you have the space for that. The other thing I wanted to say, because I did get a lot of questions about the homeschooling piece or even the virtual learning piece, you don't need a ton of room to do school at home. Even if you are homeschooling, you do not need a whole homeschooling room. Your kitchen table, as long as you've cleared it off, is plenty of space for your kids to learn. You do not need a whole separate space. So I can tell you that our three kids, I have a preschooler, a first grader, and a third grader. They are virtually learning three days a week, and they are going to school two days a week. And so I went back and forth whether I was going to actually just homeschool them or do the virtual learning piece, and we decided on virtual learning. And so that's three kids. They all share a bedroom. So our house is literally a kitchen and living room that's combined. Um, One big bedroom, that's the one my kids share. So there's three kids in there. My husband and I's bedroom, which is what I am currently using as my office today. Um, And then our bathroom and laundry room. So it's There's no extra space. It's not like I can put them, like set up a whole area. So we, they have their desks in their room and we have a big rug on the floor and that's where we're doing school. Like sometimes we sit on the floor with their little Chromebooks. Sometimes they're at their desks working. Sometimes I'm, you know, with my preschooler doing lessons on the carpet while the two big ones are at their desk, but you do not need a big extra space. So don't feel like you have to create this elaborate homeschool room. Now, if you have the space and you have an extra room and you love to do something like that, then go for it. But don't feel like you have to, especially if it's adding stress to your life, because your kids aren't going to benefit anymore just by having a room designated for school as they would just having a clear desk or table to sit at with you being there. Okay. So Don't stress too much about that. All right. Well, I think I'm going to sign off for this workshop. Ask me questions as we go. Email me if you need to. Show us your pictures in the comments. And hey, if you guys have friends you think would benefit from this workshop, it's not too late for them to join because these replays will be on um, in the group so they can watch them as they go. And we still have three more live ones. Okay. All right. Well, I hope you have a great rest of your day and go get at least one of those action steps done so that you feel lighter by the end of today. Thank you so, so much for coming or for watching later. I truly appreciate you. All right. Bye. Thank you for joining me on the Simple Home Podcast this week. It truly is a blessing to have you here. If you've been enjoying this podcast and found encouragement here, can you take a moment to leave a rating and a review on iTunes? This is how podcasts grow and how they reach larger audiences. And I am so thankful to get to work with so many women and spread this message. So if you have a moment, head to iTunes and leave a rating and a review. I love to read what you have to say, and I might just spotlight you on an upcoming episode. Also, if you think a friend could use this kind of encouragement, go ahead and share it with them. Tell them about the podcast. Tag me on Instagram with a picture of you listening. Whatever we can do to encourage more women to live differently. 
Thank you so much for listening and I will talk to you next week.